Welcome to the e-commerce field podcast. I'm Andrew Udarian. A lot of times on this show and in the business world in general, we tend to look at businesses in the past in the rearview mirror and often at their successes. But there's something really interesting and exciting about following a business as it unfolds in real time when you're not sure what's going to happen. Take, for example, Startup by Alex Bloomberg, one of my favorite podcasts. And there's also something I really respect about someone who's willing to put their goals on the line publicly as they chase them. I think that's really admirable. And in today's episode brought to you by Laura Serino, our producer here, we've got something that combines a little bit of both of those. So I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Kyle Gogan and I own Pawstruck.com. Pawstruck.com sells healthy, natural dog treats and chews and food online direct to consumers. Uh, we've been in a business about a year and a half now, started in June 2014. Kyle's a member of our e-commerce fuel community, and I first met him last year at our live event in Nashville. Kyle's motivated, successful, driven, and he's only 25 years old, and he's got big plans for his business this year. Luckily for us, and perhaps not so luckily for Kyle, we're going to be checking in with him regularly to see if he's hitting those milestones. So a bit of background on Kyle. He first got to start selling online where lots of people from his generation did, on eBay. When he was 16, he responded to an ad on Craigslist from a guy looking to hire someone to help him list items from his garage. It was definitely an interesting first job, very different than anything any of my friends were going through, but it was really nice kind of learning this skill, and also it was very flexible. You know, as much as I listed was as much as I was going to make. And if I didn't want to work, I didn't have to. Or if I wanted to work more, I I could. So it was really up to me as to how much I was listing and selling. Kyle continued to sell on eBay into college to make money. In his graduate program, he was taking an entrepreneurship course and for his project, decided to use the pet industry as a model. As a dog owner, he was hearing more and more backlash about products that were making animals sick and saw the need for more U.S. manufactured pet products. The idea stuck. I've been a dog owner my whole life. I I had my uh, boxer at college with me. I was hearing more and more on the news about issues with dogs getting sick from low-quality products from overseas. And kind of the light bulb went off in my head that, uh, you know, I've always wanted to get into e-commerce. I'm a dog lover. There's kind of this opportunity there to kind of combine all of my interests and skills. So that's where Pawstruck.com came into play. It just made complete sense for me to start a web-based company based on my schedule, and it was something I was really interested in doing. So that's how, we, how I got my start, I guess. And in my mind, the pet industry follows the human world in a lot of ways. So I'm sure you've seen humans being more conscious of what they're putting in their bodies. The same thing is happening for their dogs. Dogs are no longer just a pet. They're part of the family, and so owners are starting to really care about what their dogs are ingesting. And I think that's, that's not going to change. I think it's only going to continue to grow. So I think it, it was just a great opportunity, and it kind of fit with what I was interested in already. Postruck first launched with their own branded products, but he started to hear that customers wanted a shop where they could buy everything they needed for their pets, not just Postruck products. Hey, we love your products, but why not offer other things? So if I'm shopping for my dog, I can buy everything I need in one place as opposed to shopping from you, going to Petco, PetSmart, shopping other websites. And so that kind of made sense to me. Uh, And so we started carrying some other brands, different variety of products that we couldn't, I guess, source ourselves. Uh, And that's still part of the plans in 2016 is to kind of build out that product offering and be a little bit more of a one-stop shop than we were previously. 
since our customers are loyal to us, it's, you know, why not give them the opportunity to buy other brands that we trust so that they would, you know, can shop in one place instead of multiple. Now that you're over a year and a half into the business, do you have any kind of big takeaways that you kind of wish you had done differently and that you plan on shifting over the next year? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) The one that stands out, and I was thinking about this a little bit, it's something that I brought up quite a bit at ECF Live. I went to the the conference and everyone was asking the same question, and it was the one thing that I kept saying, and it really is true. Looking back, I would have delegated faster. I kind of have a tendency to try and do everything myself. I mean, it goes all the way back to my eBay days, right? I mean, I told you guys I was listing all the products, selling all the products, you know, shipping all the products, talking to customers. I did everything myself. And so that kind of led me into that same mindset with Postruck. Currently on his team is a web developer based in Chicago, a PPC agency, someone helping with marketing, but most importantly, a new warehouse manager. This is a big goal of Kyle's for 2016. We already had a, a couple people working in our warehouse doing fulfillment, but this person, I'm grooming her to be kind of the warehouse manager, I would say. So she has a background in it, and she's, right now she's just learning the fulfillment side of things. But my goal for her is to kind of take over a lot of the inventory management, so purchasing, receiving, even Amazon FBA, all of those sort of things that I'm doing that kind of make it tough for me to focus on a lot of my goals. Part of Kyle's warehouse problems really came down to location. Kyle's in Southern California, but his warehouse is in a small town in the Midwest. I'm just physically not there. So it's something that I I can't do from a a physical inventory standpoint. So a lot of it is me doing it remotely, which causes a lot of issues because I'm not there to physically see the inventory. I'm doing it based on what someone else is telling me. So it's, it's not as accurate as I'd like it to be. Plus, it takes up a lot of my time. So I want her to be kind of my eyes and ears in this warehouse and she can be more accurate, be more efficient and really open up my time to do things that are, I guess, more important in my eyes, really driving the sales. Obviously, fulfillment is extremely important, but once we get that running, that should scale on its own as we grow and I really need to focus on finding new customers. Part of the problem, we had part-time workers doing the fulfillment and I can't really blame them, you know, for what their job responsibilities were they weren't quite as invested as you know I would have been there you know making sure everything's correct so you know there were issues where maybe they weren't paying enough attention or it wasn't being closely looked at so that's why we hired this person so she hopefully will you know take ownership of this warehouse and make it her own like I'm giving I will be giving her the reins to kind of do what she'd like with it obviously with my I guess approval and my help along the way but I want her to kind of take this over as her baby, and hopefully that will you know, alleviate a lot of the issues I was experiencing before. If all goes according to plan, fulfillment will no longer be a worry for Postruck. My goal in 2016 is that she will have obviously learned the basics of fulfillment, and from there I'll be able to train her on purchasing, receiving, uh, just managing that inventory as a whole and that warehouse, keeping everything organized, keeping me in the loop, communicating really well, so I can focus on other things. So my goal is, and I'm really crossing my fingers that she works out, that in 2016, I'll have her kind of locked in to what I'm hoping she'll take over, and I can focus on other things as soon as that happens. And then there's Kyle's second biggest goal for the coming year, Amazon. When Postruck first launched, they were only selling on their website and eBay. But since moving to Amazon only nine months ago, they've been selling like crazy. The only issue has been trying to keep things in stock. 
2015, we had lots of issues with being out of stock on Amazon FBA. We do Amazon FBA and also Merchant Fulfilled, but we're trying to move more over to FBA. And we had a lot of stockouts. We've been selling on Amazon about eight to nine months, and it's been growing like crazy, which is obviously a good thing, but that made it very difficult for us to keep things in stock. So this year, I want to focus on setting up the systems and, and the plans to keep everything in stock all the time, or at least as close to that as possible. Because you know, I'm, I'm basically leaving money on the table every time we are out of stock. And I also know that hurts the Amazon rankings as a whole. If you're not selling and you're out of stock, you're kind of not going to show up as high in the search results. So it's extremely important that I get this figured out and with the hopes that Amazon obviously grows for us so that it's going to be even more important to be taking care of the inventory and getting it sent in when we need it. Were you a little hesitant to go onto Amazon or were you always ready to sell there? So I was hesitant in many ways because I'd never done it before. From the get-go, I set up all our products on eBay <laughs> just because it was what I knew. Since then, I've realized eBay is fine and we do continue to sell on eBay, but Amazon is by far the best channel outside of, I guess, my own website to sell our products. We do sell other brands on our website, but we do not sell them on Amazon because I just personally don't want to get into the hassle of competing for that buy box and, and those price wars that are pretty much guaranteed to happen on Amazon. So we've stuck to our branded products on Amazon and they've been doing really well. So I think that's uh, it's a huge opportunity for us moving forward. A little bit scary because you're kind of reliant on you know someone else or some other business really. I mean Amazon could change their rules or regulations tomorrow and it could put us out of business on Amazon or really cut into our margins. But you know as long as we're focusing on the website as well, I kind of see it as a great opportunity. Like you might as well take the money <laughs> while it's available and I, I don't see it as a necessarily a guarantee in the long run, but uh, I'll for sure take advantage of it for the time being. Kyle's third goal is one lots of store owners struggle with, email marketing. It's something he's left on the back burner for a while. This year, he wants to gather more customer emails, produce more high-quality content on the blog, create downloadable guides to gather more leads, and then really focus on sending out newsletter-type emails to get people to the site. So email marketing was on my list of goals in 2015. That didn't really happen, so it is now being rolled over into 2016, where I hope it will finally be checked off the list, I guess. So my goal is to implement a consistent email marketing plan. We use Klaviyo, which we've been happy with, but I haven't really used it to its full potential, I guess you could say. These holidays were the first time we sent out like real promotional emails, which was great, and we saw a, a terrific ROI, but we've been kind of doing it on the fly. You know, As soon as a holiday pops up or there's a reason to send an email, we send it out. But I haven't been able to plan ahead, and it's been so inconsistent. So I really want to create a content calendar where we're planning out these emails in advance, getting them scheduled so that we know they're going out to our customers, and then also continuing to automate as much as possible through Klaviyo. So I really want to um, segment our list based on average order value or lifetime value or, I guess, when they purchased last because our products are consumable. It's really important for us to email them kind of as soon as we think they're out of that item and convince them to come buy from us again. What are some of the challenges that you maybe anticipate happening that may or may not be out of your control as far as kind of the competitive landscape? Is there anything else you're kind of hoping to do that'll, you know, differentiate Pawstruck? 
So the way we've kind of positioned ourselves is a website that carries the highest quality products at prices that uh, I guess dog owners can actually afford. So if you were to look at products of our caliber in a brick and mortar shop, it would be significantly more expensive. When you look online, you really won't find our level of quality at the same price. I guess we try really hard to show our customers how much we care, that we're dog owners ourselves, that we would only sell things that we would give to our own dogs. And I think customers really respond well to that. Our demographic, they're not ones to go shop in your grocery store and buy products necessarily. Like They want to know that they're getting the best products from people who actually know what they're talking about. So I think that's how we differentiate ourselves from a lot of our competitors. The big guys, they just sell too many products to really know everything on a granular level. So that's where we, we're kind of towing the line. We want to carry other products, but we only want to carry things that we would trust and that we know everything there is to know about. So I don't think we'll ever try to grow to the point where we're carrying you know, thousands and thousands of SKUs where we don't know everything there is to know about a certain product. Kyle has some lofty goals for the coming year, and I had to ask, was there anything that he was losing sleep over? I guess one thing I could maybe mention that makes me nervous is uh, the people that we've hired to help out, right? So I mentioned the marketing person and the warehouse person, and I guess the warehouse person in particular. It just makes me nervous not knowing yet if she's going to be able to fill the role that I'm hoping she will be able to. I think she will be able to, but there's, you know, there's no guarantees, right? She could you know, leave next week if she wanted to. So that scares me a little bit because I know how hard it was to find her in the first place. So you know, if she were to leave, not that things would shut down, but I really would have to start focusing on that again. You know, I theoretically might even have to fly out there and start filling boxes again on my own. Those sort of things scare me, things that I'm not directly in control of, I guess. Let's like fast forward to January 2017. What will have, have happened in order for you to say, I did everything on this list, or at least make you feel like, you know what, I, we had a really good year, and even though every one of these three things, we didn't nail it, it was still a really good year. Sure. So I guess for my goals, I'd really like to kind of double at least the top line revenue. And then I would say reach those three goals. I think in my eyes, I I set up goals that are realistic and that I think I really can reach. So I would be disappointed if I don't reach those three goals by the end of this year. With the caveat that I guess the, the warehouse side of things is a little dependent on that person I'm hiring. So that one is a little bit more up on the, up in the air. But for the other two, those really are on me. So I for sure want to make sure the Amazon FBA is set up properly and we're getting inventory in stock. And then also from an email standpoint, like that's on me to get done. So if for to have a good year, all of that would be completed and revenue would, would double, I guess, is my goal. What about a crazy goal? Do you have anything that you you don't dare say because we're recording, but that you kind of secretly <laughs> think would be amazing if, if it happened next year for you? Yeah, I, I guess uh, for me, it would just be coming down to revenue. If somehow, you know, it instead of double, triple, it, you know, went up 10 times revenue next year because, you know, for whatever reason, because we get picked up in a bunch of news articles or someone blogs about our website or we figure out a way to really nail the PR side of things, that would be obviously awesome. But to scale up that quote would be terrific. I wouldn't say I'm, <laughs> I'm relying on something like that happening. Obviously, it's going to take a lot of work by me, but you know, I'll take it, obviously, if uh, for some reason it just blows up in the next year. That would be terrific. If you make it on the cover of like Dog Fancy or something, please let me be the <laughs> first to know. 
I want to say I knew you when. If I took a week off and didn't answer emails or didn't, uh, you know, work on inventory issues or the website, the website would shut down. (laughs) The business would shut down. So by the end of the next year, I want to set up the systems and I guess the personnel in place so that if I do want to take some time off and completely unplug, I can. And that would be awesome to be partially location independent because this is an e-commerce company and I'm not handling fulfillment myself. It would be great to be able to pick up and leave for a period of time and and work from wherever I happen to be. So that would be, uh, I guess, my personal goal. So I can take a an extended vacation and I guess finally unplug for the first time in I guess quite a bit. <laughs> I hope we get to talk while you're in like Bali or something this year. That would be great. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to chat with me and Kyle in real time, consider joining the e-commerce fuel forum, our private vetted community for six and seven figure store owners. Learn more at ecommercefuel.com slash apply. If you've got questions for Kyle or myself about this episode or for an upcoming episode, hit us up on Twitter at Postruck underscore pets or at Laura underscore Sereno. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.